For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome, everybody, inside the Celtics Life Podcast. I'm Mark Allison here with my man, Justin Quinn. The Celtics, fresh off their 12th straight win after an 0-2 start. Uh, a little dinged up. Um, Justin, what's going on, my man? Well, I am doing better than the Celtics roster this morning. All my facial bones are attached, and I don't need a mask to talk to you, so that's that's kind of helpful. Hey, but they're winning despite it, right? Um uh, Horford, a little scary with the uh, concussion last week. Um, oh, very missed, scary. Well, just because we saw what happened last year, and uh, what did we miss? Yeah. We missed almost an entire month, or was it an entire month last year? It was, I think it was like eight or nine games, so it was about a month. If it, wasn't it, was, it was almost the whole month of November. I think it was like in the third game last year, and then we didn't see him, I don't think, until maybe after Thanksgiving, yeah. if, if, I remember, <laughs> if my memory serves me. It's scary right. stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess it, it's got to be one of those things. I can't even imagine dealing with uh, a concussion. You know, uh, I don't, I don't think I've ever had one. Maybe when I was a kid in sports, but I don't, I don't recall that. And um, I don't know. It's got to be, it's got to, it's got to be like in the back of your mind all the time. You know, you take a blow to the back of the head, or you know, an errant elbow, or something like that. I, I don't know. I, I can see that being very difficult to got- overcome, at least initially. Just for you know, especially initially. I got rear-ended this summer and got my first real concussion, and it's awful. I mean, light hurts, moving your head hurts, yeah, noise hurts, everything hurts. And I mean, you can you can totally see why they they uh, you know take precautions with this stuff. You know, obviously that's why Horford missed all that time last year. If I'm not mistaken, it was the first time that he'd had a serious concussion. He spent a lot of time in the dark room there. And so, and just like that, um, we had Horford out, missed two games last week. Kyrie goes down Friday night from a Aaron Baines elbow, fr- fractures his face. I mean, we thought his nose was broken. There was a lot of misleading stuff coming out Friday about what exactly had happened. But now we do now know that he has a facial fracture. Um, we don't have a confirm confirmation if Kyrie's going to play tonight or not. I imagine we'll find that out this afternoon. So you'll probably already know this when you're listening to this matchup against Brooklyn tonight. I would imagine. The Kyrie's not going to play tonight. Why bother? Um, just as a just as a precaution. I mean, they should be able to take care of business against Brooklyn, anyways. Exactly. Um, even even if they did drop the game, it's not the end of the world. Um, I I my thinking is you got to have him fresh for that matchup with Golden State on Thursday. Hundred percent. And even if we lose, we win. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Because because anything that helps anything that helps Brooklyn hurts Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So um, a loss there hurts that draft pick. So yeah, I mean. I'd be I'd be shocked if he played tonight, but I, not, I guess it's not out of the realm of possibility because Stevens was talking the other day like he's going to be back pretty soon. It wouldn't surprise you know, me if he as, plays, but I wouldn't play him personally. Yeah, I mean it. Just I mean it. It's just 
rest up, get used to playing, you know, shoot around with that mask on a little bit or whatever, whatever you want to do, you know. Although he's no stranger to the mask, as we already said, he, he's played with it before, dropped three 40-point games rocking one of those masks for a couple weeks. He had um, one of those 40-point games at our expense. Yep. So, you know, it's it's certainly not going to hamper him anyways. We, we, we know that. Or at least it shouldn't. Well, he's he's um, currently sitting at number five in the NBA's, uh, excuse me, there were two in the NBA's future projections for MVP, along with Al Horford at number five and number seven in uh, basketballreference.com's uh, top ten rankings for MVP. So I think people are noticing. Yeah, for sure. And you know what, though? I, I think number two is a little, little high. I'm giving it. I love Kyrie. For MVP this year? He's not in the top 20 for scoring or assists per game. Top 20. I mean, it's, he's like, I don't know. Anik Tupo is, I would say, the MVP right now. What I do you think, think he's the clear front runner. Right. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. So, yeah. Um, really- uh, Harden's putting up a pretty monster season again. Kristaps uh, Porzingis. Uh, there's... I don't know. I feel like I could rattle off like okay, 10 Okay, so games. Christoph Przingis is pretty impressive so far, but when was the last time... Obviously, his team... The, the, the Knicks yeah, stink, so, go. I mean, he's not going to win MVP. But, uh, but right, no. So I understand that. But I'm just saying. I don't know. For I think two's way high, Kyrie. And as good as he's been, I think he's been great, you know? But I, think, I, I just don't think he has the numbers. Yeah, I think five's about right. I, I, but I think his scoring average is gonna is gonna go up. I mean, right now, what is he scoring? Twenty a game, just over twenty. I, I, I would I would say that Horford has been more valuable than Kyrie, but because Horford's been For the Celtics, amazing, absolutely. Year, so. I mean, he isn't putting up the kind of counting stats that yeah. a lot of people usually associate with that kind of right. Work. But he just kind of does a little exactly. bit of everything. Yeah, but hey, I, things it's early yet. You know, we're only fourteen games into the season, so a lot of things are going to change. And we know a guy like Kyrie's consistent. Where some of these other guys that are at you know near MVP candidates right now um, will probably level off. You know, whereas we think he's going to get better. So at least I, do. I actually think that Giannis is going to solidify his position now that he has Eric Bledsoe on his team to add as another scoring threat. I mean, he's not like. He doesn't have the gravity mm-hmm. of a lot of players, but he does have at least enough of an outside shot and the ability to slash to the basket that it's going to open up more space for Jonas to operate in. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if he has this award locked up by the trade deadline. Yeah, and I mean, um, I, he could totally run away with it, especially if LeBron isn't, you know, going full tilt LeBron all season. I mean, we've seen him have a few breakout games lately carrying that team Dude, to some wins, just- but... Um, you know how he, he kind of throws it into cruise control sometimes for a month or so, and uh, you know maybe we'll have the numbers. What's going on here? Because like last night, the internet was freaking out because the Cavs came back from a huge deficit and beat the New York Knicks. Yeah, <laughs> like, you guys see what you're celebrating here? I mean, there's this big war of words between him and Enos Cantor, and like guys, I just can't get into this. I'm sorry. It's it's cute. Nikita, how do you say I that? I have no idea, so I'm not you know? going to mangle it. All right, all right, so I'm not the only one. I, I don't know how to say it. Anyways, uh, so basically the, there was an incident, and I saw this video after the game. I didn't see the actual game where, uh, I don't know, he got a hard foul or something like that, and he, and he kind of like nudges LeBron and then pushes him and walks away, and everyone was talking about what a tough guy he was. But I mean, he, he's literally, he, he did, gave him a little shoulder nudge. LeBron looked at him like, are you crazy, little man? 
And then he did like a, a push and then like like scurried <laughs> off. And then here comes Inez Cantor, like jumped in and gets in his face. So it's like, I mean, everyone was acting like he doesn't back down from LeBron. Literally. He literally pushed him and moved away as, as quickly as possible. I mean, look, I wouldn't, I'm not saying I wouldn't do the same thing, but just like everyone could pump the brakes on now what a tough guy he is because I thought that was hilarious. And then Cantor comes in, you know, and obviously he's a big boy. So that's a more fair fight. Yeah, so with all the injuries, right? We've um, you know we've seen how how injuries can affect us, um, and you know how the depth goes way down. Even though we've rallied off these wins, we've had some tough games when we've had to go shorthanded, uh, particularly without Al in the lineup because um, our, we don't have a ton of size, right? Um, Baines, I mean Morris can play the four, but he's you know we we don't really have another guy that can play center really. I mean Dice can play center, but yeah, he's not going to undersize Monroe. Right, we're playing against Dwight Howard. You don't want Dice playing him for extended time. So we have the DPE exception from Gordon Hayward being down eight point four million dollar exception. Any thoughts on how the Celtics can use that? There's a lot of factors that influence how it can be used strategically. Like, for example, for those who aren't aware, you get this when you have a player who's injured with the intention to replace some of their production. It's not meant to replace all of their production. It's basically, the way it works is you either get the maximum mid-level extension amount that you can get the non-taxpayer, or half the salary, whichever is lesser. So it's not it's it's designed so mm-hmm. you, you can get a good player, but not a great player. And... It's also limited to one year remaining on the contract. In other words, no matter what the kind of contract they have is, whether it's a team option, player option, mutual option, it can't go past this year. So if there's any kind of an option year after this, that eliminates them from being able to be used on. That said, the $8.4 million mm-hmm. doesn't count against the cap, which is, again, its intention. You know, So that way, like a team normally wouldn't be able to add another player beyond the minimum gets around that obstacle. They do still have to pay tax on it if it drives into the tax. So, yeah. So that way... That was my next question. Like, yeah. It makes more sense to wait as long as you can because if there's a... You know, if this was like... I'm not saying it is, but if this was a really crazy like Miami Heat last season run that was really more fluky than it was representative, then maybe you find out later in the season after a 15-game win- or losing streak or something. I'm not saying that it's going to happen. Don't chop my head off. But like, let's say something like that happened. It would make a lot less sense to go into the tax if you were near the tax for a team that isn't necessarily going to be competing very far into the playoffs mm-hmm. if at all. Now, in this situation, I think that there's a very, very, very good chance that what we're seeing is mostly, if not completely real, in terms of how good the Celtics are. So I think they're going to. I think they're going to end up using it. Now mm-hmm. they can go for a veteran kind of locker room presence guy, like I don't know Vince Carter. For example, was a guy who was being floated early, but I mean, we're we're seeing people like Vince Carter. Mm-hmm. He's putting up like a point per game or something like that, in like fifteen to twenty minutes per game. He's just really, it's just token performance at this point. It looks like one year too many for Vince. Yeah, now he's really, <laughs> he was good last year, but yeah, that's it the looks like he presence on, personified, yeah. which is great, but not at that kind of. You're not going into the tax for that. You know, you can get that from a guy on the minimum. 
You know, I mean, like, I think Mike Miller yeah, is exactly. the highest paid uh, locker room presence guy I can think of at, like, $5 million a year for Denver last year. So that's probably not the kind of guy who is mm. going to be taken. So then that leaves two kinds of tiers of people. Like, one is someone who maybe has something going on where they're not really in a good situation, but they're also young and have potential to resign in the future. Now, we won't get the bird rights unless we trade for them. So mm. trading is something that needs to be thought of. We, don't, we also don't have a lot of roster fodder at this point. Like Almost everyone on the roster plays at least some kind of important role for this team. So really, there are only three or four guys that could be you know lumped into right. it, which is good because maximum salary included in the trade can get most of the way there anyway. These young kind of guys that I'm thinking of are people mm-hmm. like Alex Len or maybe Jaleel Okafor, uh, Nerlens Noel, and my personal favorite, uh, Randall from the Lakers. Uh, he is on the you think block. he'd be on the it block? Is official. Is he on the block? It has basically come out through reliable sources that neither the team nor he are very, you know, into the idea of a contract beyond this year with Lakers. That's interesting. It mostly has to do with the fact that he hasn't developed an outside shot yeah. yet, really, though he's not horrible. He's like kind of like in Marcus Smart uh, rookie year levels. He was in yeah. more or less every trade rumor that they've had in the last, you know, season. So I kind of understand why he'd be pissed off. It's kind of a shame because he, as much as anyone I can think of, except for maybe Lonzo, was into the idea of being a Laker. Like, outwardly, he was like super, super psyched. And then that organization treated him like crap. Right. So. See, I'm of, I'm of the opinion that they're going to sit and wait on this until February, March, maybe after the trade deadline when the buyouts all come up. Just because unless there's a guy that Ainge really loves, I mean, we know he used to like Okafor a few years ago, but I don't know that there's that same interest. Although there was a rumor that we were looking to trade for him, uh, but they wanted a first-round pick. But my, my thinking is, uh, you know, buyout season comes when, when guys, when some of these veteran guys, there, there's going to be, there's every year, there's always some guys, you know, that like uh, last year it was Andrew Bogut and um, Terrence Young. Um, there's going to be some guys. The Celtics didn't bite on any of those guys last year because I, I don't think that they honestly thought that they were legitimately contenders. Or, or maybe they just didn't want them. But I, And like you said, it's going to depend also on where they think this team is. I mean, it, obviously 12-2 and two is awesome, but is that – I mean, we know we're going to be – sustainable. Yeah, I mean, we know we're going to be around the top of the Eastern Conference. But, I mean, if we're in first place in, you know – February. I mean, they're they're definitely going to be looking to, even regardless if if Hayward's around or not, they're going to look to push, right? So yep. I mean, there'll there'll be some options available. Well, that's the other tier of people that I was talking about, and that is stars or near stars mm-hmm. in their prime, or you know near the end of it, but guys who end up shaking loose on the buyout market, as you were you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Monroe was a person, you know, he landed with the Phoenix Suns. What are the Phoenix Suns going to do with Greg Monroe? He's going to help them win games, and they don't want to win games. Right. You know, I don't think he's a good fit for Boston. I don't think that he's a very likely buyout candidate. But, you know, if he does get his salary bought out to the tune of, you know, 10, 12 million bucks, then he'd be a good fit for something like that. And, you know, if nobody better is around, I think I'd take him for a season just to really try to push. A little, a little size, and I, I'm like I said, I think we're thin um, at the five, and it would be, you know, um, even 
it, it would just be good to have a, another big body that, that can play, you know? And, you crap on and, a guy and, and he had 12 fouls. Right, and, and of all the contenders, come that time of year, we're going to have that $8.4 million exception, as should they not spend it, and we're going to be able to throw more money than any of those other teams, which are all going to be maxed out too. So that 8.4 is going to look really, you know, really good because th- these guys aren't going to be trying to sign with, you know, teams. The teams that are under the cap are going to be teams that are not in contention for anything. So. Well- I'm going to try real hard not to think about the other the other moving piece in that equation being Gordon Hayward's recovery, but I mean the the, the possibility of using this resource and having a slim though possible chance of having him back it's a really great thing to have on top of this winning streak. So as mm-hmm. awful as awful as that event was, his his leg being broken that early into the season. The basketball gods have been as kind as they can be, I think, in this situation to the Celtics. So I'm appreciative, yeah, to say the least. For sure. You know what I find interesting about that? And, and I, I think it's a very slim chance that he comes back in, in you know, late season. But it, the thing that um, – I, I think he did a good job by coming out. He came out with that story and said that he was out for the season. You know, like he already claimed that he was done for the year. And I think that totally takes the pressure off, and it's just like – you know, whatever, if, but no one plan on me coming back. And then if he does, it'd be a huge, I mean, a huge momentum swing, you know, but. I mean, it might not, he might just be, he might be Jonas Jerebko when he gets back this season, you know, it's, it's a lot to ask of someone to come back at all for that. And Yeah. Season. I only, I only think it's a good idea for him to come back. I don't expect him to come back and play 30 minutes a game, but I think it's a good idea for him to come back and test out the ankle a little bit in real game action, oh, you know, sure. five, 10 minutes here. Yep. That's what I think. And then you can go into next season with a clear mind and say, hey, look, I, I can play. You know, I can move around. I, as coming from someone, I broke my ankle last year. And, um, you know, it, I, it, you, I still don't, you know, I'm also not that, that active either. But at the same time, I'm, I'm not playing professional basketball. But I, I can, I was playing basketball maybe four or five months after my injury, not running around like a maniac. But at the same time, I, I could, I wanted to know that I could still move around, you know. Absolutely. So, um, you know, it's a. I think as far as a mental thing, I think it's a good thing if he could get it back just to play a little bit. I think that's why he um, was shooting and passing from a chair because I don't think he actually thought he was going to do anything to improve his game. I think it really, in that situation, mm-hmm. it was all about keeping his mind in the recovery. Yeah, totally. So, like we said before, 12-game win streak, playing Brooklyn tonight. Uh, what do you think, Justin? Well, how long can we keep this thing going? Uh, Golden State looming on Thursday. Say we're, let's say we beat Brooklyn tonight, right? We both expect they should win that game. I mean, obviously, bad things can happen. But um, even if without Kyrie, we think we should win that game. You think we can get by the Warriors at full strength on Thursday? I think we beat the Warriors and... Ooh... I mean, come on. They've already dropped, what, three games a season? Came real close in a couple others. I think yeah. I don't think they're really... Three, three games? What losers? Yeah, no, I'm just saying it's pretty early. <laughs> like 20% of their yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. So mm-hmm. I think that the Celtics are just... They're, they're going to think that they're, you know... They're going to be feeling themselves a little too hard, and they're going to wake up 
the next week and realize they just lost the game to Atlanta. So you think it's going to be one of those games? You think they'll they'll show up big time for the TNT Thursday night game, beat the Warriors, and then lose to the lowly yeah, Hawks? I do. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be the reverse <laughs> of the last time. I think uh, was it the double overtime time we played the uh, the Warriors? Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. Won, they they yep. went and lost to the Bucks the next day. That pissed me off. Okay, I no, I I I can respect that. I think I, I'm I'm really excited to see. I mean, that's it's really the first big game of the year. I mean, uh, obviously, aside from game one, this is the one I've been looking forward to, um, especially after we started playing well. So it's going to be interesting to see. We've matched up well against the Warriors the last few years. So with the new roster turnover, it'll be interesting to see how, um, you know, if that continues. I have um, a nickname for the defense. You know, they have their death lineup. I call ours the thicket. Mm -hmm. Thicket, because it's just so uh, hard to get through. It's tall and impossible to get through. There we go. I like that. I like that. um, So, speaking of that, the defense, right, been off the charts this year. How do you compare this team to last year's team? In that it was completely unexpected. It's just been really weird the last two seasons. Like last season, everyone was like, yeah, Boston's going to be a top 10 defense. And we could barely even get to the edge of the top 10 defense for most of the season. But we were like really, really like top of the league, top five most of the season, mostly behind Isaiah Thomas's amazing season. Yeah, I mean, he carried us all year. An offensive powerhouse powered by a five. Mm -hmm. Five One nine man. guard. Yeah. <laughs> Five nine. Yeah. It, the, the way you look back at that and how bad we were on defense and how bad we were rebounding the ball, and yet we still finished with the number one seed. That little man was incredible. Um, that was. It's. It's a shame there were so many other big seasons with like Westbrook and, and Harden last year because it would have been cool if he walked away with the MVP. Well, in my opinion. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. So. Uh, better or worse. So what? What? Yeah, I mean, what head-to-head seven-game series? Ooh, who wins? I think this team takes it in six games this year. Yeah, I, I would. I, I think I. I don't. Know, I would say even less than that. Five games. I. I don't. That Isaiah would have to really go off, and and I don't with this length and these guys. How quick these guys move uh, on defense? I think he would have a hard time getting a shot off. Oh, against he would this have team. an impossible time. But yeah. obviously, we know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of trees in there. So those, uh, those swing forwards that Stevens loves so much. Um, so and speaking of the swing forwards, we got a couple of kids down in the D-League that are uh, playing, balling out. Um, Jabari Bird and Kadeem Allen both playing lights out. I mean, Jabari Bird scoring like 24 and 10, 24, nine and a wow. half rebounds. I have actually nothing to catch. Uh, Kadeem Allen... Yeah, I haven't. I've I've only seen highlights. I haven't actually sat and watched the game, but they look pretty impressive. Uh, Allen's averaging seventeen, eight, wow. and six. I mean, um, yeah, it's <laughs> pretty pretty good stuff. Um, and that's through four games, but um, yeah, that's um, pretty awesome. I know. Uh, I know. I'm pretty sure Bird is near the top of the D League in scoring. So I'm not exactly sure what that is, but I know he was when I looked last week. So that's promising. Um, I mean, having some, so, yeah. So I mean, it's pretty cool. So it's nice to see. I mean, these guys were um, older, older players. We saw um, with the second round picks this year, they decided to go even with Ojale too. 
um, with mm -hmm. seniors, you know, um, and uh, their game's a little more matured than taking a 19-year-old or a 20-year-old at, um, you know, the second round. I think they, the Celtics wanted a little depth, in, you know, just in case. I mean, obviously, if those guys are playing this year, we're going to be in trouble. It means, But to have them for, you know, to play sparingly minutes is not, you know, the end of the world. If they were at the end of your bench uh, for a couple games, it looks like both the guys can play. So, um, you know, Bird's, Bird's already played in a they few games. They have not been coming up since the so-called clock started ticking in terms of their two-way contracts. They were with it. They were they were with the team. Mm -hmm. At least Bird was with the team, actually. I should say, considerably. Yeah, I don't think Allen's. Yeah, he hasn't played yet. But um, Bird's been with the team. Yeah, for especially with the injuries, you know, um, he, he's been he's been around the team. He's only he's missed a couple of the, of the uh, um, main Red Claw games because he was with the big club. So, um, yeah. So I mean, I, I think they they wanted the older guys. A little more matured games coming out and you know if you know break in case of emergency at least it looks like these guys can play so there has been a bit of a controversy about one of your favorite oh games. yeah we, we we've discussed this at length off the pod but let's yeah let's get to it so austin Ainge decided to weigh in on twitter recently on the nicknames and I say nicknames of Terry Rosier. So Terry is known by his teammates as Hero, but in the Celtics Twitter sphere, he has picked up the moniker Tito, I think, from uh, Sam Packard, was the guy who coined that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, so I, here's the thing. I, I, what I didn't, I always called him Tito because of. Terry is Tito is like a nickname for Terry. I mean, I'm a Red Sox fan. We had Terry Francona for years. He was Tito. So I, I, I didn't realize that that wasn't as wide known. Now, I wasn't familiar with the uh, Tito three sticks thing that uh, Jam Packard came up with, but I, I do like that. It's very good. Um, but I, I, it, was, it was boggling to me that so many people didn't know that Tito was a nickname for Terry because you didn't know that. Nope, never heard it. I finally learned Justin on something. And so, <laughs> but see, now here's my thing, all right? So for a wild move by Ainge to, to, to depict what people call him. Like, I, I, he must not know that Tito is a short for Terry either because he was very adamant that we were making a mistake, you know, on his we name. Heard it wrong. Yeah, no, no, nobody I heard. I, I didn't hear it wrong. I know that they've called him T-Row, you know, but I just, I, you know, I don't even call him Tito. It's just, I just, I know that that's what a lot of people call him because of the Terry thing. I personally call him Rosé, you know, a little Rick Ross thing. I always post memes with, uh, you know, Rick Ross or Rosé. I mean, Justin knows I blow up our, our Google chat with uh, Rosé every time he does something crazy, but um, and, and my thing is, and I, well, this is what I was just going to say. So I've been calling him that for quite some time now, and that's in his Twitter handle. So I, I don't care what they call him, T-Row, Tito. I think he prefers to be called Rosé, and that's what I'm going to keep rolling with. All right. Based on the Twitter handle alone. Works for me. <laughs> but either way, it's cool. I love it that he has like 50 nicknames. It's awesome. So Mindogus Kuzminskis. He was waived by the Knicks. Should we care? I mean, I don't care. 
I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't, was he like super hyped or something like that? I was looking at his stats from last year, yesterday. He wasn't, didn't really jump off the page. No, you know, here's the thing. We have an open roster spot. He is a flexible player who can rebound a bit, pass kind of like a very poor man's version of Gordon Hayward. He can play the four, he can play the three, he can defend. He can play heavy minutes and not be terrible, not turn the ball over a lot. He's not a guy that you want to use the DPE on. Don't even think about it. <laughs> However, <laughs> since it's not my money, if you have another injury, he might be a good option. You know, because he can play down to two and up to five, depending on the situation. You know, not a good fit. He's mostly a three. But he can play, you know, across those positions, guard those positions, and add some quality minutes, but he's making $3 million a year, so he's going to have to get bought out, and there's a lot of teams ahead of us in terms of the waiver wire, in terms mm-hmm. of actually needing a player like him, whereas he, you know, he might be a good boost for us, but we probably shouldn't care. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather go with some size. Um, you know, we got a lot of those guys that build. That's the Stevens mold there, so um, I'd rather get some a big guy, but that's, that's me. So the game's yeah, last week, clean sweep. Again, that, that game against the Lakers. That was actually, actually, when I say it was hyped for a game, I was actually really hyped for that Lakers game last week, too. And then I was bummed That's when funny. Al was out. Yeah, and then, um, you know, we were up murdering them. And then they came back. And then, you know, at least we finished them off at a reasonable 10, 11 point win. Um, and the Al thing came out earlier that day. So it was kind of a little crazy um, that he wasn't going to miss the game. I believe it was the same day, right, that it, he was going to miss the game. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so... Tatum tweaked his ankle. Thankfully, it was nothing major. And he was... But Tatum was back in the lineup on Friday. And we had that wild game versus Charlotte. I mean, they were up 18 points in the second half. And if you haven't checked it out yet, you got to see the green envy from after that game because it was <laughs> it's, it was maybe the best one I've, I've ever seen. Um, the, the comments, these guys... I mean, someone was talking about jumping off whatever the name of their whatever the name of their building was. And some of the some of the comments that they had were just absolute gold. Um, blowing an eighteen point lead, I guess they blew an eighteen point lead a week before, so this was a, a recurring nightmare for them. I mean, every, everything recurring nightmare for that team. I, I feel really bad for them. I feel bad that they have the owner that they do. He's the best at basketball on the floor, and maybe the worst off. Hmm. So, and then uh, the Sunday at Toronto, one of the best games, like, in terms of quality uh, of the year. It's a back-and-forth game. So that was number 12. Ended on a DeMar DeRozan shot that uh, apparently Jalen Brown uh, had played some good D on. And we come to this week, today, Brooklyn. Uh, Justin and I both think that we'll take care of business, whether Kyrie plays or not. Golden State, I'd say I could go 50-50. And Justin thinks that Atlanta is a trap game. Just just because they are sneakily better than the record looks like. You know, Collins is working out really well for them. When is that Atlanta game? Yeah, is it Friday? It's not a back-to-back, is it? I believe it's Saturday. Okay, yeah, that, that sounds right. Yeah, so uh, we will see. Um, we'll be back at you next week, um, or maybe even before. We might have a special guest uh, pod coming up in the next couple days, so be on the lookout for that. Check out the links at the top of CelticsLife.com. We've got a huge variety of shirts and hoodies in the store, and you can even get tickets to the next game up there. You can find the pod on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and most podcatcher apps. 
Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, be sure to rate us five stars. If you don't like something or have a suggestion, make sure to let us know in the comment on any Celtics Life article or on Twitter with the hashtag CLPod. We're always trying to bring you guys the Celtics coverage you want the way you like it from myself and my man, Justin. We'll check you guys later. Take care, y'all. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.